0: In this week's episode, we're tasting the Balvenie. The Balvenie? The Balvenie? However you want to say it, we're sampling their 14-year-old Caribbean. Caribbean? Caribbean? Cariborn? <laughs> Cask, single malt scotch whiskey. <laughs> the delivery was sublime, Nick. Got the it. delivery
1: Got it was sublime. First take. And today, we may well be in a romantic mood. After we both watched The Amber Light, a film that came out last November
0: by Dave Broom.
1: So we'll have a little bit of a chat about our
0: emotions about whiskey. We're also doing Booze Round. And as always, (laughs) you can see some more whiskey based content on all our social media platforms at Whiskey and Things Podcast on Instagram and at Whiskey and Things on Facebook and Twitter.
1: And don't forget to uh, give us a rating or review and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms and press the share button. Wherever you see it, uh, get your friends listening in as well. Why not?
0: Longest intro ever. (laughs) You're listening (laughs) to the
2: Whiskey and Things podcast with Dave Giles and Nick Kent. Welcome to
1: episode 31 of Whiskey and Them Things.
0: I'm Dave Giles. And I'm Nick. Hent and we're both wearing fantastic hoodies this week, like absolute legends. I'm sporting a uh, whiskey and things the first round hoodie, and Dave is sporting a very fetching white, white, yes, white space and things podcast hoodie. Um, All available on their uh, whichever site you want to go to. Appropriate website, the one, yeah. (laughs) But yes, um, nice one, man. I couldn't trust myself with the white hoodie, I'm afraid. But uh, that's all right. You're uh, how are you, you doing? You doing? You doing all right? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm just waiting to. Uh, I'm up in Manchester, of course. I'm just waiting to see what tier I'm going to be in tomorrow. Whether I can go to my favourite whiskey bar at some point this week. But we're not here to talk about that, Dave. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to escape.
1: We're not here for whiskey
0: bars. Well, yeah, we are. But if I can't go to one, I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. So you know, we're here to escape all the uh, shenanigans of what's going on and uh, delve into some whiskey, of course. Which is why you haven't asked me how I am uh (laughs) dude you're wearing a white hoodie you're doing fine exactly okay exactly anyway let's just get on with the show and i asked you before that's how things work (laughs) we're friends we've been talking all week (laughs) (laughs) oh how are you whiskey bots roll out it's like p diddy walking into a room with a white suit and you're like p diddy are you okay Yes, he's doing absolutely fine, and that's another up-to-date reference. I'm sure
1: <laughs> oh, my football yeah.
0: reference a few weeks ago. <laughs> you
1: love you love your '90s references, don't you, Nick? I do, mate. Are, are you doing all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing my anyway, hoodie. This week's whiskey,
0: Balvenie, Te- 14-year-old Caribbean
1: cask single malt Scotch whiskey.
0: Mm-mm-mm.
2: Are
1: you sure that's how it's um?
0: pronounce it, or do we not care or <laughs> watched a few videos um we don't care well it's bal it's balveni 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 is it the is most common b-a-l-v-e-n-i-e
1: bal-ven-e
0: that's the most common way of pronouncing it i've been hearing so uh balveni balveni you know do what you want but um caribbean so we got the fu- caribbean yeah the foot
1: fu- <laughs> caribbean <Exactly>. caribbean <laughs> it is Carabon. caribbean you're right Okay, mm.
0: you, you're right cask uh, yeah cask
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway yes
0: this is a Speyside, David it's a side. back up there um, okay. yes just outside Dufftown which is near Glenfiddich and Abelor it's right in the middle right in the middle right in the middle Duff
1: yeah. to, uh sorry um, uh, Speyside being that tiny region in the Highlands where there's a concentrated area of distilleries correct correct yes. where the borders are a bit kind of we don't really know exactly where it is, but it
0: doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, yeah, there is. There's a big long thing online about where they are. But yes, originally it's where the, all the illicit distilleries were because uh, the government couldn't find them up there. Yeah, until the railroads. Yeah, found out about that today. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Well, we won't talk about that, but we'll talk about something later on, which we've been which we've been watching and learning stuff from. But yeah, good pop. Yes. Should we hear a little bit about it before we talk into before we talk into what has happened to me? It's 20 to 10 on a Monday night, and Nick's forgotten how to talk, everyone. Distillery history. Let's go into it. Balvenie, established 1892. (laughs) You said said it
1: differently. Maybe I did on purpose.
0: Maybe I did it on purpose, mate. William Grant. We've heard that name, haven't we, Dave? We have heard that name. William Grant built the Balvenie (laughs) distillery (laughs) in the abandoned Balvenie house. (laughs) An 18th century mansion, and uh, whiskey production started on May 1st, 1883. In 1929, the original maltings were replaced with traditional malting floor, and uh, that's still how they do it today. They're one of eight or nine distilleries, only eight or nine distilleries, that still do floor malting up there, Dave. Laphroaig and Beaumont being a couple of the other ones. In 1971, they released their first official bottling of a single malt whiskey, it's called pure malt, and that was only aged eight years, because, of course, it was owned by William Grant. So, I'm guessing in the early days there were distilling whiskey for blends, etc. Okay. And in uh, 1983, um, the Malt Master David C. Stewart. What, what a great title that is, Malt Master. It's like games. <laughs> malt Master General. Yeah, I want. He should
1: be the, <laughs> Gen- Maltmaster the General. In there
0: <laughs> Maltmaster should be General. the Malt Master General. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, David C. Stewart first experimented with um, maturing the Balvenie. I'm saying it wrong every single time. All right, <laughs> In two different wood types in succession. This would later become known as finishing and was first bottled as the Balvenie Classic. But would lead to future products like their double wood bottlings, uh, which is ex-bourbon and sherry. And this one, which is the Caribbean cask, which is finished in rum casks. Mm. So there mm. we go, Dave. We're up to date. But yeah, they've got yeah, yeah. they're kind of known for their experimentation with their finishings, etc., or like being one of the first ones to do it. Anyway,
1: yeah, I, I, I'm still on this malt master general business in my head. <laughs> Sorry. If if a collection of malt masters get together, is it Malt's master or malt masters? You know how like attorneys general is. It is the plural of Attorney General,
0: not Attorney Generals. I was unaware of that, to be honest.
1: Well, there you go. So, yeah, it must be Malt's Master. The, the Malt's Master's gathering, or is it the Malt Masters gathering? I would say Who knows? the Spaceside Malt Masters is what I'd go for. I want to be at their Christmas party. Anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, I, my head had a lovely little... La- I'm in a language mood, Nick. I'm in a language mood. That's, really? that's all I'm going to say. It's that white yeah. hoodie.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly yeah. what it is. Anyway, so this bottle is beautiful. It was bought for me. It was purchased for me for my birthday, Nicholas, Fantastic. Uh, by Hannah Beasley this year. Uh, yeah, this year she <laughs> really? sent it. I got it in the post. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Blimey, she, she, you she polished she had it shipped that one. in for me on my birthday. <laughs> There's I not know. much left.
0: There's not much left,
1: uh, listeners. Um, I very much enjoyed having this in my collection. Put it this way. So thank you, Hannah. Uh, and I really hope we see each other soon because it's been too long. Um, I really like the bottle. It comes in a nice little tin tin as well, which is always nice. I like the label. The label's kind of this paper, old school yeah. brown paper label, yeah. and I like that. Um, Looks but, like but it, it does,
0: could have got, been lost at sea. Got,
1: yeah, it's got all, all you want on it. It's got a little bit, a few little tasting notes on there as well, which is always fun. Um, so yeah, 43%. Yep. Um, and and a cork. Oh, there so, it is. So uh, happy days. There's that squeak. Happy days. Oh, yes yes, so, yes, 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 I, yes. As I said to you, I've been... Talking about this since I got it and saying how much I like it. So yes,
0: um, I've had this before. I'm a I'm a fan. Yes, are, this, are,
1: are we cracking on now? Have you got anything else you wanted to add?
0: This was aged for 14 years. Um, of oh, course. yeah, it does say that on
1: the bottle. Yeah, yes. Of course. Um,
0: it's here's the thing that's confusing me a little bit. It says traditional oak casks, American oak casks. Okay, yeah. um You've got the bottle there. Does it say ex-bourbon or not? Hang on. Oh, yeah. This single malt spent many
1: years maturing in traditional whiskey oak casks before being transferred to casks that previously held Caribbean rum for a final period of maturation. Yes.
0: Yes. So it was an extra three to six months, apparently, in the uh, Caribbean rum casks. But um, I couldn't find it. I found on one website that it was ex-bourbon, but I think they they don't seem to be pushing that. They seem to say um, American oak casks, which makes me think that they didn't have bourbon in before. They were virgin oak casks, which- Oh, that could again, be true as well. It could be true. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I can't find it anyway, but um, but that's cool. <laughs> but the thing is with the rum casks, they weren't. They didn't just go buy some random rum casks. Um, Maltmaster David Stewart actually did his own blend of West Indian rums <gasps> in the casks first to get the right finish he wanted. Um, wow. Yeah, so it wasn't just a random rum. It just, uh, he actually made his own little blend up. Which is pretty cool, pretty cool, that's, pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that's that's very very cool. Good job, Mortmaster general. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, so
0: yes, on the eyes, mate. It's a deep gold for me. It's a beautiful yeah, deep mean, gold.
1: Certainly is deep gold. That's a great great coloration.
2: Oh, uh, what's that?
0: Ooh, sorry. But yeah, we now
1: we're now got our, our noses going into these gl- and things, gl- carrying,
0: which we know make
1: everything taste better anyway.
0: I've got some lemon. Some lemon there, a bit of pineapple as well for me, plums, brown sugar. Mm.
1: For mm. me, I think this is one of the reasons why I like it so much. It smells like, you remember when your mum used to make Christmas cake? Maybe your mum didn't make Christmas cake. My mum used to make a Christmas cake. Oh, she did. She or did. any kind of cake, really, but particularly Christmas oh, cake. Did. And it's not the cake that it necessarily reminds me of. It reminds me of licking the bowl or, or spooning out the bowl afterwards with the mixture that was pre-cooked, that before it was cooked. I can probably imagine a really little baby Dave
0: on the floor with a bowl.
1: Oh, my yeah. God, that was always the best days, of getting the cake mixture. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that's exactly what this smells like, the raisins and the, and the, the cake mixture. All oh, right. right. Um, so I'm really getting that with a touch of spice. It's like someone's put a bit of cinnamon in there. Ah. Um, or some just, you know, just spicy, spicy kind of like things and and dried fruits like raisins and things like that. So that's that's where I am with this. And I, yeah, I just love, I could smell this one all day long. To me, it's one of the nicest smelling ones we've had. Because I love that that experience of, and my mum every year she texts me when she does the whiskey uh, the whiskey cake when she does the Christmas cake, cake and lets and Dad lets me know that he is of course licking the bowl <laughs> or spooning out the bowl. Ah, oh, cheers, cheers, thanks, Dad, thanks, bomber. Thanks. Yeah. bomber. Always, you,
0: always my best day. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, whiskey gods here, welcome. When did that happen? Did when I? did that happen? What? How are we doing crashing what? the party? What do you think of those nosings, God?
2: Interesting. I would have to agree to all of it. But found butter with those raisins and hard candy sweets with that lemon. Great note, Nick. Thanks. <laughs>
0: blushing oh, blushing now. Oh. I'm blushing a bit, Dave. Wow. You get all the all the praise. Classic. Classic. Thanks God. I'll take it from here, boys. All right then. Carry on.
2: The Balvenie 14 year old Caribbean cask. Tasting notes. On the palate, a peppy and welcoming stinging awakens the tongue and mouth immediately, followed by a creamy, warming, and savory note to blanket you back up. That first sip is almost a primer, preparing the palate for layers of thick, creamy vanilla and ripe sweet fruit. Keep this sip in the mouth longer to unlock further viscosity. And notice, on each exhale, the strong, sweet, woody whispers from the ghosts of rum, wandering the grains of those Caribbean casks. On the finish, a warming, comforting, long finish takes over, uniquely fading slowly in random parts of the palate, teasing you for that next sip. Gratifying. warm. And creamy, that rum on the out-breath again. Overall, a premium complexity resides in this bottle. However, a commensurately easy drinking experience does too. For its price, it is one of the best alternate finishing cask whiskies to serve to someone new to that experience. The Balvenie 14-year-old Caribbean cask. Ta-ta.
0: Ta-ta. Thanks for dropping in, mate. Thanks for dropping in.
1: I like him when he turns up early. You know, <laughs> he's on it, isn't he? He's on it. Yeah, I, I'm quite enjoying this this new new format with the god. He's coming coming
0: in early. Clocks have gone forward in the clouds. I think. I think that's
1: what's <laughs> yeah. That that must be it. That must be it. Um, while whilst he was doing that, I was drinking along, and and he's right. You do get that. Um. Right from the off, that stinging, that the, the alcohol's there. there, definitely does get you in the mouth right mm. up front.
0: It's very and creamy. It, is that,
1: it then is just really creamy, as he said. Yeah. It's just yeah. really creamy. It's so easy to drink this, which again is kind of what he said. So, <laughs> why you don't have much left? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I literally have have quite easily drunk this. Yeah, when, when we we've had when we had all the Zoom things over the summer when we were locked down, and someone would be like, "Oh, what are you drinking?" I would always get get this out. It was just. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I knew I had to save some for us to do this. Uh, and it's been real a real challenge. Yeah, that's a, no, a good Nick- one.
0: It's fruity, man. It's fruity, but it's not the dried fruit fruity. It's not Highland Park fruity. No. But it, it is malty on the end for me. But it's not a malt cake malty. You know what I mean? It's not fruit cake and malty. It's just fruity right. and malty. Like Are you it. trying to become the malt master, Nick? Is that what's going on here? Malt master general more
1: <laughs> master general Nick yes. But I'll tell you what, Nick this Kent. does remind
0: me of as well, though. Um, Go on. It reminds me, back in the day, with my family, we used to have barbecues, right? And at the end of the barbecue, yep. after we'd done all the meat, while the barbecue was still hot, my parents would get bananas, bananas. right? Yes. Yeah, bananas. Oh my God, now you've you, said yep. that. Split them open, butter, butter in there, brown sugar, and then douse it in in rum in there, right? And then you bake them on the, or you put them on the top of the barbecue again. And oh,
2: then after wow. a while
0: they bake, they go all gooey and you got a bit of the little crunch from the bits of um, sugar, which hasn't melted properly. And you've got the, the rum in there and when it's ready, you take it out and you put it with some vanilla ice cream and stuff. That's this. That's what I'm getting with this. I'm getting old school barbecue dessert vibes. Mate, you, uh, that is such
1: a great memory that you've got there. I mean, my, my barbecue mm. banana story was you just, we'd put, some chocolate in there some dark chocolate in there oh okay but even that I'm, even that I'm, and now you said that barbecued banana thing I can even taste that I can even get that from get banana, just a it? banana vibe and I've never yeah. even noticed the banana in there
0: yeah there's banana before. in there as well yeah that's a yeah. that's a barbecue pudding right there that's a Kent barbecue pudding
1: oh man I need to get I need to have we one of those
0: yeah I tried it a few weeks ago actually with um, oh yeah but the same thing but with bourbon yeah put some bullet in there that was good too I think rum's better, to be honest. It's got, I don't know, the, with the sugar and everything and the banana. The banana and rum together, I think, worked a bit better, but I wasn't complaining. It was very nice. But yeah, I'm liking this. Yeah, um, 53, I love this. 54 pound a bottle, this one.
1: Okay, cool. Didn't too bad. So it's a bit little a, bit more expensive. Thank, it's a bit of a treat. Jeez. It's a bit of a treat. Um, yeah. Uh. They. I believe they have a, their double wood, their standard is the double wood now, which yeah. you can get in most supermarkets for about Thirty-nine, I think. Yeah, I'm that's not the sure. twelve. I, I've seen that. In, I've seen that a few, few. Yeah, um, but if you ever see this around, or you know, I'm sure we'll drop a link to the Whiskey Exchange. Just go and get it. Do you know what? If you know someone, I, we're, we're probably going to do a whole show on Christmas. But if you know someone who likes whiskey, and this was under the Christmas tree for him, they're going to be very happy.
0: They will be very happy with you. I this can't. I
1: can't imagine anyone not liking this. But then that's because I really love it. Yeah, <laughs> so but it's such a classy drink. It's, well, it's so, not again. It's, got so it's not. Much a, to uh, it.
0: It's not a smoky one, which people who don't know smoky whiskeys might get offended by. Again, it's yeah, unoffensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just nice. It tastes of just sugary. Th- well, not sugary, sugary, but it's just delightful.
1: Yes, I, I think I think it's the, the the bourbon end of a Scotch without being too sweet.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good Is, one. Good um, analogy, Dave.
1: Ah, oh, thanks, Nick. Well, you you push me there. uh So, good for you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, well done.
1: (laughs) Well, very well done. Yeah. Recap. This is good. I like it a lot. A real lot. Yeah. 25 out of (laughs)
0: 25. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, uh, there we go. And we'll put a link in our description of uh, where you can purchase this whiskey easily. Enjoy. I'm loving it. Try it for yourself. Try it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah,
1: whiskey. So, as we mentioned a couple of weeks back in episode twenty-eight, we found out about a movie by Dave Broom called The Amber Light. Yeah, which came out in November last year uh, had had a limited screening uh, screening around, but now you can go and watch it on Vimeo. Uh, you can rent it for a couple of days. For 4.99, I'll buy it for 10.99. Uh, I'm sure we'll put the link in the description. And we both, after hearing Dave talk about it and 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 hearing uh, the boutique whiskey guys talk about it with him, I wanted to watch it. I checked out the trailer straight away, and it just looked really delightful. It's not a documentary about how to make whiskey.
0: No, they get that over with within a minute. <laughs> That's what I liked about it.
1: They get that done quite quick. It's it's about the story of whiskey, uh, and and even Scotch then, not not whiskey. Scotch whiskey, yes,
0: to yes. be precise. Yeah.
1: And and, um, and by that, I don't mean it's like a historical documentary uh, about whiskey, but it's about the idea that whiskey has a story uh, within communities. And what I'm about to say might seem a little pretentious, but it's not. But it's saying that the, the making of whiskey should be considered the same as, as an art. As the making of a story and the telling of a story and the singing of a song and the painting of a picture, especially within Scottish culture, uh, and it and it brings all this stuff together.
0: And I really loved it. What did you think? I loved it too. Yeah, it's yeah. As you say, it's not about the uh, the how it's made. It's more like the connection and the parallels between whiskey and Scottish culture and all that kind of stuff instead of the drink itself. It's directed by a guy called Adam Park. Um, Dave Room wrote it and uh, he was our guide through the documentary.
1: Various regions and, and, and places. And
0: But yeah, as you said, what I loved about it is like other whiskey documentaries are about the whiskey, blah, blah, blah. But this got it over with. It was, he's just like, it's boiled beer. Boom. <laughs> they put it in oak yeah. to mellow it out. That's whiskey. Now here's the bigger picture, you know, and goes yeah. on. It's fantastic.
1: But 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 within within how they did that, I still come away going, oh yeah, that's a that makes a lot of sense. Because sometimes when people are trying to explain it, it's overcomplicated. But that this 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 movie made all of that process really simple. And then even the bits they did show you of it being made were interesting. Yeah, uh, and it, and it brings you right up to date. So it, it it talks about old distilleries and their history. They start at Lagavulin. And then they go right away across Scotland, through Glasgow and Edinburgh, up through the Highland, a bit about Speyside. And then they end up back in the lowlands in Fife, uh, which is obviously just north of Edinburgh, that lovely coastline around there, up to St Andrews. And they take you to a place called Darf Mill Distillery, which hasn't been going very long. And and the guy is still, still an active farmer, also distilling whiskey. Yeah, laid he's- back, wasn't
0: he? So it like, was yeah. solar back. And yeah. you got a farm. But <laughs> oh, I thought I'd just start making some whiskey. It's fine.
1: Start making some whiskey. we didn't talking about it for ages, and then we just decided we we're going to do it. But it was that whole showing showing the story of it all, and also showing how, how it all comes together. And uh, yeah. they looked like they went to some great whiskey bars as well, and he was talking to various people. Oh, yeah. There was a couple there that I really want. I was like,
0: hmm, yeah, mm, that
1: looks great, that place. It makes
0: me want to go back to, up there. I, I love Glasgow, and I love Edinburgh, and it really took me back... To the excitement of the last few years, going up there and spending a week up there, playing a show, you know, touring and stuff, and being able to actually explore, and it really took me back to those days, and makes me want to go back up there. It was, uh, it was wonderful.
1: Yeah, for sure. And also, some of the some of the scenic stuff they had was just delightful, and, and it, again makes me want to go up, like we've talked about for ages, and do those distillery tours and drive around and see as many of them as possible. Because the drive from distillery to to distillery is going to be inspiring. And he talks about his own whiskey story. And bear in mind, this is a, a seasoned whiskey writer. It's, it's a very humble beginning about his dad would have a, have a whiskey and yeah. he had his first whiskey after his dad died. And then the reason that he then fell in love with whiskey was he was driving somewhere and they, the two of them in the back of the car, the driver wasn't drinking, two of them in the back of the car were enjoying a, a, a whiskey and he looked out and they were going going across these uh, these glenn's and 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 it was just beautiful and he was like do you know what this is such a bigger part this comes from this land this is bigger than
0: this yeah 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 uh, i did i loved it, the, the flashbacks in this like dave Broom's flashbacks from when he to when he was amazing. younger you know it reminded me of um the flashback sections in the music documentaries it might get loud do you remember that one dave yeah yep, and yep. and from the sky down which was the u2 mm. documentary it's just really well done. These flashbacks and it was, you know, it's really nice atmospheric way of doing it.
1: But yeah, it was. It was just a, it's such a romantic film. It's yeah. just like it's such a love story of whiskey, and I <laughs> just really liked it.
0: The bit where they um, had the little a, still and they were just oh, distilling yeah. um Ushkba again, you know, yeah, putting little herbs just, and uh, flowers and stuff in it, and uh, just doing it the way they would have, you know, years and years and years and years ago, back when it was medicinal. You know, yeah, um, it was just fantastic. It's beautiful.
1: So. Yeah, there's some. There were some great moments in it, and I, I recommend anyone, even if even, well, you listen to a whiskey podcast. So, but I think you could probably sit someone down who's not interested in whiskey, and they'll get something out of it because it's yeah. it's people talking about what they're passionate about, and and a load of artists involved. There's some great music, like the, the folk music involved, it, all of it. I just I just was in that world the whole time. Uh, and it certainly has got me excited for for the idea of, uh, of road <laughs> trips around, yeah. of, of doing
0: more. Of actually being able to go out again. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely yeah, yeah. has for me, man. Definitely has for me. Um, no, it's really interesting. The other stuff about Tartan and Heather, you know, in the Highland imagery, kind of.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 Not yeah. really and,
0: and, and, being and accurate to being Scotland. Sc- yeah, to Scotland.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah, the they're time, obviously anyway, of the time. But they, they were a marketing ploy of the early 20th century, oh, yeah, early 20th century Scot- Scotland trying to sell their scotch abroad
0: yeah so it was for the blends yeah to, to show people that it was authentic that's where the tartan you know and heather stuff came from but that wasn't actually accurate to the way Scotland was at that time and they had shots of Edinburgh with the, the kind of souvenir shops with souvenirs Yeah, on yeah, the, yeah. the Royal Mile with the bit of uh, Edinburgh which it's pretty but those shops I'm not really a fan of but um, yeah it's an
1: it, you're right that that is a lovely architecturally is a lovely thing but because it's a tourist trap it's, it then has that tackiness
0: about it's it it's going to yeah yeah, and, yeah
1: yeah it, and it annoys the hell out of me as well it's still stand a beautiful it.
0: beautiful place to go visit you know if you can exactly exactly so yeah but
1: yeah there was there was some great great ah, uh, just great stuff yeah we recommend
0: watching
1: it okay yeah i'm glad you enjoyed it i had because we haven't spoke about it before today i watched it twice but I assumed
0: did you yeah i watched it last night and i did another one today you know i just because i only rented it annoyingly i wish now i bought it because I feel like it's something I would put on over and over just to let it soak in, you know, yeah. or or have on in the background when they've got some friends around for a you know a, a dram and just kind of have it there atmospheric, you know. I'm
1: I'm hoping it gets a DVD or Blu-ray release because I would I would quite like that as as same thing. I think it's I think it's just nice. I think I enjoyed being in that world that Dave painted. Yeah, uh, it wasn't the, a
0: geeky whiskey documentary. No, that's what it was which about. Is, which, it was about yeah, stories. But,
1: what? It's about stories, exactly. Mm. It's romantic. It's a it's a love story uh, about stories and art and Scotland, yeah, uh, and the beauty of it all and the beauty of whiskey and and the, and how we should celebrate it, um, but also showing some of the darker side as well. It would. I just. I. I can't. Talk. Yeah. yeah. That. But, we recommend yeah. Nick, Edit this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, we'll put the Vimeo link in our description as well if you'd like to go check that out, listeners. Oh, and we
1: can. will post the trailer on our Facebook page
0: as well. We can do that. We can do
1: that. And Twitter probably as well. Why not?
0: Wherever we, we, we do it, we'll do it.
2: we do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. You know what? It's done. Gentlemen, I've noticed that you seem to be taking this all a little more seriously recently. And I, for one, appreciate it.
0: Yeah, yeah, we have. We have.
2: Glad you noticed. Whiskey is for life. Not just for Christmas. However, I also didn't see either of you at the English Whiskey Society Virtual Festival. I saw Jeff Whiskey there, but not you.
0: Keep an eye on Jeff Whiskey and oh, Mate, Jeff Whiskey just makes us look bad. I've told you this before.
2: <laughs> I love him. He's great. So, while I applaud your efforts, your report cards both read, Must Try Harder. <laughs> Charming.
1: Well, wow. wow It's not the first time I've been told that, Nick. <laughs> it won't be the last. It won't be the last. I'm glad he has noticed. I've I've noticed because I'm having to do a lot more work before the show. Anyway, funny that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think it's time for that new segment, Nick. Well, it's not really new anymore, is it? It's like four it's fresh. In, it's always but... it
0: always will be fresh and
1: exciting, Dave. It's fresh and exciting. Yes. It is... Booze Round! Booze Round. <laughs> so, as the Whiskey God just reminded us, the English Whiskey Society just held their virtual whiskey festival this weekend. Uh, and if you're a part of that, we hope you enjoyed it. But I'll be honest, I was whiskied out from the week before still, so I was I was not going to do that one. Yeah, nor, nor did I. Nor did I.
0: If you went... I hope you enjoyed it. We'd
1: love to hear from you.
0: Yeah, Jeff we'd love whiskey. to hear from you.
1: Jeff Whiskey. Yeah, tell us if you went whiskey. Think. I mean, cer- certainly bearing in mind we did our English Whiskey tasting as well as part of the whis- Whiskey Show. Yeah. Uh, I want to know as much about whis- English Whiskey as possible and I think next year I'll, I'll definitely try and do that one as well if yes. I can, uh, can do that. Because uh, the, the, there's news about the Whiskey Show. Is that right, Nick?
0: Yes. Um, of course, this year's was virtual. Um, next year they plan to do the virtual show alongside the regular show interesting nice yes. that apparently was the way it's meant to be this year but great news great news everyone let's hope let's hope so hopefully
1: we'll be along along there properly this time and uh, be able to meet some of these people that we got to know
0: yes yes um, yes that would be nice wouldn't it um another thing that's running this week <laughs> is currently london <laughs> cocktail week all month everyone all month okay in london How does that work London Cocktail Week in London. Yes, you heard me right. Um, It runs until... Sorry, sorry. Where's that? Where's that? In London. That there, London? That That you moved away from? The one I moved away from. That big city down there where everything happens and I moved away from. Yes, it's there. It's there. Right. Okay. It runs in London until uh, October 31st. How they're doing it is you pay £12.50 or £15 and you get a wristband. That allows you to purchase, like, signature serve cocktails in hundreds of participating bars around London, which are handpicked by organisers for excellence, Dave. It's pretty cool. There's all these bars around, and you go in there with your wristband, and you can uh, have these cheap cocktails, which they put up. Which is pretty cool, as long as the bars stay open, everyone, which I... Yeah, I'm not (laughs) so sure that's... uh it's, going to happen.
1: It's, a, it's a lovely thing, but yeah, I'm sure it's something they probably do every year. It doesn't doesn't necessarily seem that appropriate this year. But yeah, good if they, they're doing what they need to do. So yeah,
0: I know. Um if you can support your bars, do in a safe way, please, everyone. Yes. Safeway. What happened to Safeways? Came Morrison's, didn't it? Oh, did it? Yeah. yeah still in America. They've still got it in America, which is weird. With the I've same seen. logo. What's that about? Wow. Who knew? Who yes, knew? Anyway,
1: yes. talking of America, Nick. Uh, there was an interesting story uh, that that came up. Uh, I saw. I noticed this on Instagram this week, which is amazing. Yeah. So, so these these two guys have bought a house which they knew was owned in the past by a bootlegger, a whiskey bootlegger uh, from from the twenties, and they bought. So essentially, they bought this old house and they want to redo it uh, and do it up. And as they were starting going through. The house, they'd like taken some panels off and they've started to find all the nineteen twenties bootlegged whiskey that the guy was obviously using as a like he was using the walls of the house to hide it. And yeah. they're finding all these bottles and they're like, what? and this and the videos are amazing. They're in the floorboards, they're in the walls. It's it's amazing. Every time they pull off a panel, they seem to find more of these wrapped up bottles of whiskey. You know
0: what, Dave? I saw uh, that as well. No, it's a uh, did- yeah, interesting story, this actually. Um, yeah yeah they started removing floorboards and all kinds of stuff and they were kind of they, were, they weren't even like under the floorboards they were built into the floorboards weren't they with like their own little yeah, compartments yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff um, the bottles dated back or say to the 20s they were signed R.M. Clark apparently dated October 23rd 1923 um, on the back label each indicated that it contained spirits of a high degree of purity uh, possessed with excellent quality and flavour etc. Blah, blah, blah. But, um, but they're all called old smuggler, <laughs> old
1: Amazing. smuggler
0: Gaelic whiskey, which to me is a bit on the nose, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I- yeah, that does seem a little bit on the nose, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't it? Well, are you are yeah. you suggesting that this story is a real Nick? I'm is that not. what you're I'm suggesting? Not. It
0: just seems a bit weird. It's on the label. I'm looking at it now. It says Old Smuggler and it says the Gaelic Whiskey. And then under the Gaelic Whiskey, it says in little words, Very Old. <laughs> Again, I'm sure it's 100% authentic, but it's, just, it's very old. The, very old. It looks very old. They found it it looks very old. Um, so if,
1: if, if you want to check out their Instagram, it's <laughs> instagram.com forward slash bootlegger bungalow.
0: Yes. Uh, we'll also put the links to the news reports from the, uh, the Gazette and uh, et cetera. CTV News. We'll put those in the description as well. Um, so you can find the videos and stuff on there. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting story. Um, I think they're planning on kind of putting them back and opening up as a little, putting like glass over them. Oh, really? So- yeah, I think so. Make a little tourist attraction. So they're not um, going to drink him? They want to try, apparently. But obviously they need to uh, have them tested first, make sure they're not toxic or whatever. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I you suppose know, like, if they've been in the walls. Yeah. Yeah. So that's nearly 100 year old. 100 years old. 100 say. year old. American whiskey.
1: Or Gaelic whiskey.
0: Very old. <laughs> <laughs> Very
1: old. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, there, yeah, that's uh, that's what we've got for you this week on Booze Round. Booze Round. Booze Round.
2: <laughs> that's great. Booze Round. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast.
1: Nick, this whole thing has made me wonder whether I should put a hole in my wall. My, my, my place isn't old enough. <laughs> Your place is quite old, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It's just been renovated, though, Dave. <laughs> Do
1: you think they would have found any whiskey in the walls? No, I'll have a look. I'll have a look. (laughs) I think you should do that. I start ripping up the floors. Yeah, if landlord asks what's going on, you say, "I might have found some whiskey." This this could have been a great investment. I would have split it with you. Don't worry.
0: Yeah, find a Uh (laughs) a one year old bottle of Cotswolds.
1: (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) not very old.
0: Written on it. Yeah, I can tell.
1: Yeah, if if anyone is uh, is wondering what Nick's going to be up to when uh, when the Tier Three gets announced for Manchester, (laughs) he's going to be. Clawing out his walls. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, good show today, Nick. Quite
0: enjoyed that. Yeah, it's all right. I'll see. I'll see if it's good when I finished it. Um, yeah, so i right. enjoyed
1: doing it. <laughs> had the old. Um, oh, I love this whiskey. So I'm glad I can now finish the bottle and not worry about it again. Yeah, you
0: enjoy that. I'm gonna have um, my last little dribble.
1: Yeah, out of our Whiskey and things, Glen Karen's. Don't forget to get them. Oh, from of the website. course. Yeah. Link yeah, in, in and the boodies. Glen
0: Cairns. There. Yes. I'm also, of course. The Glenn Curran matches my hoodie I'm wearing here too. It does. Also it available does. on the
1: website. We've only got about... Whiskey and Things hoodies. There's only about six of those hoodies left. I think less than that, actually. I think Is, there's only about yeah. four of the hoodies but, left. So.
0: But, but there are t-shirts left though, Dave, right? There are t-shirts. There, there are, are t-shirts, t-shirts left. Whiskey and Things t-shirts at whiskyandthings.com. everyone. Yeah. And if you fancy something a bit different, there are Space and Things hoodies and t-shirts available at Space and Things. That's a whole other
1: podcast. You don't have to be doing that, Nick. But, uh, but i thought, do your favour, you I do appreciate it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we do have our Patreon page as well, and we're going to be putting up a, a a video of something that we recorded a few weeks back, which we were going to release as an episode, but we've decided again. So that's going to be going up as uh, not because it was not good enough, but just because we're taking the show in a different direction. So we've got something something a little bonus episode for for our Patreon yeah. uh, subscribers this yeah. week. So uh, of course think- you can subscribe at any time and have access to all the old posts as well. Which yes, uh,
0: and of course yeah, if you become a Patreon, depending on what. Tear, that's a weird word to say at the moment. Um, you go for oh, yeah, you may receive geez. a uh, whisking things, Glen Karen, at some point as well. And t shirt, so anyway.
1: Uh, no, Nick, next week, what are we
0: doing next week? Well, before we go through these, obviously, last week I gave you a choice of three, didn't I? And you chose the Balvini, the Balvini, Balvini, it's Balvini, <laughs> everyone, Balvini, just to clear that up. First time I've got it right. Um, so it's either the Balvini or the Four Roses or the Nika, and you chose the Balvini. So what do you want to go with next week? A four Roses, please. Fantastic. It's the stronger one. That's the one I wanted to go for too. 45%. Cheers. Four Roses, small batch next week, everyone. Episode 32. Four Roses, small batch. There we go. Yeah, and please, if anyone has had it, please do
1: send in tasting notes. We haven't asked that for a while, have we, Nicks? But but please. No, we haven't. If anyone has tasting notes on, on, on the Four Roses or... Or oh, the Nika or malt, which will be doing the week the after. Yep.
0: The week after then, yep. uh, yeah, the week after.
1: Yeah. Then please get in contact because we'd yeah. love to hear from you.
0: Yeah, and we've restructured when we record and when the show comes out now, so we've there's plenty of time for you to get your tasting notes in after the Wednesday.
1: Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Fantastic. Um, but that's all we have got time for. Yeah, why not? Why? <laughs> because we'll be back next. We'll be back next week with more whiskey and some things. Yeah, Balvenie. <laughs> <laughs> but until next time. Cheers. Thanks for coming.
2: Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.